Sportsnet 650 presents Just Here for the Beer, Canada's original dedicated beer radio show. I don't mean to have a one-track mind, but all I need is a frosty pine. A Vancouver tradition for 10 years and counting. We're talking about the BC beer scene with the innovators, the movers and shakers, and brew makers of the industry. And I don't mean to whine and beg, but someone finally tapped that keg. I'm just here. For the beer. It's just here for the beer radio with your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. It is just here for the beer radio on Sportsnet 650 AM, also at 96.9 FM HD3, and you can stream us on Spotify under Just Here for the Beer. Joe Leary along with Rick Mohabir broadcasting socially distant on the patio at Park Drive on Commercial and Second. And a first timer on the show, Rick. It's always a pleasure when we've only been on the air, what, almost 11 years now. <laughs> but we have somebody for the first time and somebody that's been doing some really good things, Callister Brewing. Oh, and you know what? It, it, Chris and I have history pre, pre-Callister, so this is, this is always fun for me to have, have an old friend on, on the show. Okay, I didn't know you had a history, but Chris Lay is the co-owner of Callister Brewing uh, in East Vancouver. Chris, welcome to the show almost 11 years uh, after the launch, but uh, nice to have you. You guys were always like one of these models that I always admired because, and I know you've kind of changed and you'll tell us about it, but your model basically was that you were taking contracted brewers on board so i could be we could be joe and rick brewing company and without spending all of the overhead we could be actually make a brew from your place yeah absolutely so in the very beginning when we started the concept of this brewery we wanted to do something a little bit different and we were uh, heavily involved in the local van homebrew club called van brewers and we wanted to create a space that was what, what, what at the time we were calling a true community hub for for craft brewing and that included um, the home brewers in the city. So we decided to create what we called an incubator platform so that in addition to making our own product, we would actually make our space available to, at the time, up to three brewers to come in with their own brand, their own recipes, um, and absolutely everything and brew their beer on our premises. So this is different from a contract brewing situation in the sense that we weren't brewing the beer for them. They were actually brewing their own product and they got to have their own brand underneath our manufacturing permit. And it really streamlined the process for them because as those of us who own breweries know, it's a, it's a really hard thing to build and, and get a brewery going in, in Vancouver and in the province of British Columbia. So it was just a really easy way for somebody who had some great ideas, had some great recipes, even a great brand, and get their feet wet in the industry without the large outlay of cash and the build out and all of the different things that, that, enta- that are entailed. So. Yeah, we, we feel that that was an extremely successful program. We had 10 different breweries come through our, our place in five years. Uh, we've launched some pretty great brands. Uh, you may have heard of brands like Superflux and Boombox, which started with us, as well as a few other uh, great brewers that are still working out there. Um, and yeah, ultimately, though, we did decide to wrap up that program after five years, and we're now focusing entirely on our own products. Okay. So with that, with that in mind, so you've, uh, and again, we hate to use the word pivot, but uh, everybody's had to do it in this, in this pandemic environment. But now you're solely focused on Callister Brewing. So was that something that you, is it result of the pandemic or was that something that you kind of thought maybe a couple of years back that, you know, maybe we'll sort of phase out the, the brewers coming to us and we'll just become our own thing? 
Yeah, I think we, we, we definitely had started thinking about really focusing on our own product. We had started to narrow down the program um, from three brewers to two and then finally to one. And then we decided sort of emotionally that, yeah, I think it's time to just take on our own space and, and become our own brewer. And then that was really kind of signed, sealed, and delivered by the pandemic to be like, well, okay, it just doesn't make sense to have other brewers in here right now because we're already limited on sales and, and our capabilities of, of turning around products. So it just made more sense that 2020 was the year we would just kind of wrap it up and focus entirely on our own products. And so as we understand now, so you brought up some products today, right? And again, first of all, we need to point out that these are crazy times we're living in and everybody's had to sort of find a way to survive. You do have the ability to have a little bit of street front because, again, you know, there's no indoor dining or indoor participating right now. Um, so how's the response been? Like, in light of the times we live in and the environment we live in, how's the response been? Uh, to the patio? Um, yeah, the, the response has been great. It's, it's one of those things that, you know, the, the patios for, for breweries and, and, and other manufacturers as well as restaurants came about because of the pandemic. Every single person we talked to is like, well, what do you mean you couldn't have this before? Like, it, it's, it's just sort of, it was one of those things that nobody understood why we couldn't have it already. Uh, so I think everyone's just looking at it as like, well, thank goodness, finally we can actually do this. Um, and it is really interesting. This, the response is super positive. Like, we're on Franklin Street in East Vancouver in a very industrial neighborhood. There's not much to look at. But people still really enjoy being outside and just kind of taking in the neighborhood. And it's kind of a, it's, it's a different vibe than if you're in kits or if you're on the drive or something like that. And people really enjoy it. They just want to be outside. Um, even through the winter, if it was not pouring rain or snowing, people are out there. We have customers that bought heavier jackets so they can enjoy the patio even through the wintertime. You know, Joe, it's one of those things that we've talked about again and again. The, you know, the wheels of, of government turn so slow when they want to. But, you know, in this situation, they had to throw these guys a bone. And, and the patio situation was one of them. And it actually is, is great because it now proves to the city and government licensing and everybody else that this can be done. And, and the sky's not going to fall and nobody's going to blow up. And everything can work if you let people be responsible for themselves well you know what i don't think you ever let a good uh, pandemic go to waste and, and and i think quite frankly that to my ears and eyes i don't hear of any problems with the patio extensions or anything like that that's been granted as long as people are responsible and, and i know that you're doing your level best to to police and patrol as, as best you can but there's no reason this can't be the new now and, and, again, we don't know what the future holds. I mean, it's kind of like week by week, month by month. You know, we're looking at the May 2-4 weekend as, as when restrictions should be rolled back, but there's no guarantee they will be. I'm thinking September 1st. I'm thinking we'll be normal by Christmas. But I'm curious to, to know, Chris, now that you're strictly Callister Brewing and you've got all that tank space, are you going to get real funky and crazy with your, with your beers? Well, I've actually always, I've always enjoyed doing more experimental beers, uh, similar to the beer that we're enjoying right now. Uh, playing with ingredients, um, taking established old world techniques but adding new world ingredients or new world sort of twist on it. That's always been kind of my focus. And interestingly, uh, because we're taking on more of our tank space and, and taking out more product, we're actually producing more consistent styles um, than we used to. So the very first year that we opened, I actually did not brew the same beer twice for one whole year. That was my sort of challenge to myself. Every beer is going to be different. Now I actually have a lineup of sort of core beers that I'm trying to 
to repeat because what it turns out is that the customers want some consistency and it's no longer our responsibility to have to create that variety because the industry itself has the variety. There's so much great beer in this city. I don't feel the need as much to have 12 wild and crazy beers out there. Um, that said, I still like to throw them in there once in a while. Uh, the, the, probably the most recent one is we actually teamed up with um, the Half-Baked Cookie Company up on Nanaimo, and we actually created a, sh a coconut shortbread IPA, uh, which was really quite fascinating. and actually turned out really well. We actually put a whole bunch of their cookies right in the mash, and, and uh, it's, it's actually a really delicious beer, even better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> he is Christopher Lay from Callister Brewing Company on Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650, also 96.9 FM HD3. Now, we'd be remiss if we did not talk about your partner, Diana, who uh, we've had on our other show uh, some years back. Um, you do some sodas, which are pretty incredible. And again, it is a beer show, but let's talk a little sodas. H how's that thing gone? Yeah, the sodas are actually doing extremely well. Um, this started off as a as a bit of just a bit of a side project because, as a lounge, we needed to have non-alcoholic options, and so we just started creating syrups that we would just mix in house for for those that wanted a a non-alcoholic option. That evolved to about three years ago, and we decided, you know what, these are really popular. People are really enjoying them. We should start bottling them, and so we started bottling. And that meant, oh, well, now we can maybe think about getting these into retail stores. And we started getting them into retail stores and other uh, hospitality places. And it's actually, we've seen the most growth in our soda product of anything else that we do. Uh, to the point that we're actually this year planning on investing in better packaging technology, moving from bottles into cans, and really expanding the, the retail side of it. So the response to the sodas, whether it's uh, people who don't drink alcohol, people who want some, a gluten-free option, kids... Um, all kinds of different people want, a, not only do they want a, a product that isn't alcoholic or, or some of those other things, but they also still want a product that's craft, that's, that's unique, that's, they know where it's made, they can pronounce all the ingredients, um, and that's actually just really taken off. Well, I can think of three letters that are really important, RTD. So is it possible that we're going to see some hard sodas coming down from Callister Brewing? That is a potential. A, a, once again, there's some, there's some government navigation that has to be done there. Uh, to do it ourselves, we would need to become a distillery. And in fact, we wouldn't even be able to do it as a craft distillery because as under current laws, craft distilleries in BC may not make RTDs. You, you, must, you can only be a commercial distillery. Now, basically, with the, the advantage of being a craft distillery is that you get a, a pretty big tax cut, but you're limited on the amount of product you can make. Uh, and you have to use all BC ingredients or, or mostly BC ingredients to, to maintain that uh, status. As a commercial distillery, you don't have any of those restrictions. Um, you, can, you can choose to actually distill your own product or you can choose to buy spirits from another provider. And then you can then mix those into RTDs or, or other products. That is a path we could potentially take. Uh, we, we're allowed to apply for a distiller's license. We may look at that down the road. The other option is to look at some of the existing RTD manufacturers and, and work on a copac type situation. Because uh, I think, I mean, we make cocktails with our sodas in-house, and some of the flavors just automatically lend themselves to really wonderful cocktails uh, without very much work, actually. Just add your favorite uh, spirit, and you're ready to go. So I think it actually would be a very natural progression. We'll just have to sort of figure out the best way to navigate that. 
So uh, to be clear, you say you're on Franklin Street, but basically you are a block behind Hastings. You're basically Hastings and Clark in that in that general vicinity. Uh, Callister Brewing, Chris Lay, please don't wait ten years before we see you again. Okay. Absolutely, it's been a lot of fun. I'm Bailey Murphy, stylist at the award-winning avant-garde hair studio in Yaletown. We're known for creative hair makeovers, both male and female. And if you're looking for something fresh, come and see me. It's never too late for a change, a fresh start, a fresh new look. If it's highlights, a fade, or a complete makeover, talk to me, Bailey Murphy. I'm at Avant-Garde Hair Studio, 1075 Mainland Street in Yaletown. Or you can email me, hairbybailey at gmail.com. Health is one of our most valuable possessions, yet sometimes we don't take full advantage of maintaining it. That's where we come in. I'm Troy from T-Squared Personal Training, located at Georgia and Canby in downtown Vancouver. Did you know that in as little as two or three visits per week, we can have you in great shape and at the top of your game? Book an appointment and check out our gravity training system. You'll get a full body intense workout in as little as 30 minutes. Find us online, tsquaredtraining.com, or check out Twitter and Instagram for T-Squared. Listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your host Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM, also 96.9 FM HD3. And available for streaming on all your favorite devices. That's right. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you go to get your uh, podcasts. We love this. We love this next guest. Darren Hollett. Darren Hollett from House of Funk Brewing. We've known you a long time, Darren. You're one of our favorite guests. Nice to see you. How you been? Been doing well. Been doing well. All things considered, uh, myself, House of Funk, the family, we can't complain. Last time we saw you, we were actually at House of Funk on Esplanade in in North Vancouver. Uh, 25? Uh, 350. 350. <laughs> All right. I'm getting closer. But beautiful little beer area that uh, that's developed in, in North Vancouver. And um, you had done a pretty nice job on your patio. How have you been faring over the last couple of months? Truthfully, uh, House of Funk, we've been, we've been doing well. Uh, thank, thanks to the weather, largely. The, uh, the sun has been coming out. But we also we were fortunate where the city of North Vancouver permitted us to build a, a pergola. So our, our outdoor capacity, we essentially tripled nearly meeting what we had inside so even with these most recent uh no indoor dining restrictions we've been we've been doing okay we're, we're fortunate we can't uh, we can't say that we haven't been open and sun's out and beers have been flowing now it's funny because rick we've been talking about this because different municipalities have different attitudes towards how to help the the neighborhood work out but i i would say that uh the lower lonsdale area these guys are your guardian angels they are. They are. I mean, like the Lower Lawnsdale area in general, just everybody that's in there currently, all the different breweries uh, and everybody who's coming in, a distillery, cidery, another brewery is great. And council and mayor is very supportive of small businesses. It's ourselves. And it's also a lot of different small restaurants going in too. So the area is already really fun, but it's shaping up over the next year, two years to be, to be pretty cool. So we were up there a few weeks back, uh, and we checked out the, new, uh, the newest brewery in, in North Vancouver. And there's still more to come. Are you not amazed at how quickly that beer scene has become a thing? 
it, it's to, it's totally amazed me. And I think one of the things that we we do see is is sort of revitalizing some of these industrial areas that that kind of get just you know is business only, and and that's it. And and to have a brewery or a new restaurant or cidery or whomever come in to bring in new people and fresh blood and fresh ideas is really awesome to see. I particularly feel a certain kinship with you, uh, Darren Hollett, because I was there from day one. I, before your brewery was a brewery, and I remember going up to see you, and you were saying, "Okay, my tanks are everybody here. This is my tasting room." And I couldn't, I can't, I can't visualize. I'm not, I'm not that person. But you must be so proud because you're what, like two years in, two and change, and you've become not only like a, a an actual physical spot, but you become one of those breweries that people are raving about. House of Fun. I mean that that day that you just described seems like yesterday and 20 years ago, uh, but it has been it, yeah, it's been it's been a wild ride and experience, and we're fortunate. We have an amazing team. We have great coffee, great beer. Uh, soon we're bringing food back as well. So it's it, it's been really nice to see it actualized. And and to your point, we're actually about a week and a half away from our two year anniversary. Yeah, so we currently are figuring out exactly what we're doing. We've had our heads down with uh, with production, but we, we will do something fun in terms of a release. So I think you're going to probably do a delayed second anniversary party because obviously we can't really do parties right now. But, but uh, you know, where you're located there on Esplanade, there, the ability to close that area off and have a smoke and street party... I'm sure that's in the plan. It is. It is. And ironically, or not ironically, but funny enough, we we were just we had just entered into COVID during our first year anniversary, so we're we're quite accustomed to postponing our anniversary party, uh, which means we're just going to have to double down or triple down on taking over that full street. So, Darren Hollett from House of Funk Brewing, what are you known for? For somebody who's never heard of your brewery before or wants to check it out, what what are you known for? We so as the name would would suggest, we lean into funk. So everything at House of Funk has to either spend time in wood. So that can be in a wooden oak barrel, either it could be a uh, bourbon barrel or a wine barrel. Or we have large fooders, which are oak vessels. They hold a thousand liters. So the beer has to, has to either spend time in those or be subjected to an onslaught of bacteria, wild yeast. And so uh, we're we have a lot of sours, a lot of funky beers. We even have a couple loggers that spend time in wood. We have that style of beer, and then about a year ago, we ventured into loggers because everybody in-house, all of the brewers, were loggerheads. So we started House of Lager, and we started going down that route, and we brew traditional loggers. We krausen, which is a traditional process where you, you clean up the beer with some fresh beer, and it gives natural carbonation, and then we lager for a really, really long time. Now, one of the things that's interesting about loggers is you can't hide very much in that particular style of beer. How have you guys been doing with it? How have you um, done that with all these different inputs? That's, that's a good point. I mean, with, a, with an IPA, you can hide behind a lot of hops. With a chocolate stout, you can hide behind that big roast character. With our lagers, we, we use the best ingredients that we can get our hands on. So we use our, a, a Pilsner malt from Skagit Valley, top-notch, small maltster. So we start off with that, and then the crowding process that I described, what that is, to go into more depth with that, once the lager is fully done fermenting, and we ferment cold, we let it take its time, we then pump in freshly fermenting lager into that already done lager and that fresh yeast cleans up the mess we cap it off it gets some natural carbonation and one of the biggest things you can do with lagers is to lager properly so lagering is to sit at a temperature around the four degree marker for an extended period of time in our fast-paced environment 
people are used to seeing loggers just come out again and again. We give it at least 30 to 60 days loggering. So with that amount of time, it cleans up, it clears up, and then it's ready for package. He is Darren Hollett from House of Funk Brewing. This is Just Here for the Beer Radio, broadcasting from Park Drive, socially distant on the patio at Commercial and Second on Sportsnet 650 AM, also 96.9 FM HD3. Now, friend and supporter of the show, the Angry Otter Angry, uh, Otter Co-op Liquor Stores, and you have done something with these guys. We have. So Angry Otter, uh, they are our partner as well as landlord at one of at our kind of the production facility that we have. And recently we partnered on both an IPA and a lager. And actually, Jody, my wife, did the design on the, on the label. So we, we have both of those in every single one of their stores. We're packaging another round of it on Monday and Tuesday of this coming week. We did the first round that we did, so it's a kind of hazy, juicy IPA and a really nice, crisp North American lager treated just like the rest of our lagers. It sold out in, I believe, four days at every single one of their liquor stores. Now, last I heard, they were like 100-plus stores, so you must be working your butt off. Nearly. I, I believe it's 24 and counting, but they are the largest private retailer uh and it's a really great group i mean it's otter co-op they they look after every single member that they have their employees everybody who i've spoken with who at the different spots that have joined the group have been quite happy um so it, it's a really great group for us to work with and they're all about quality so they're excited to work with us and produce some really really great ipas and loggers he is darren hollett from house of funk brewing we uh, actually have something today which is in a nice uh, looks kind of like a champagne bottle what, what are we having this is Tatha. So this is the first in a series that we're going to run through the course of the summer. It's called the Aurum series. Aurum means gold in Latin. It's gold because we use the, a golden sour that we'll pull from our barrels and from our fooders. It's in a clear bottle. And so when you have a beer in a clear bottle, it can have no hops at all. So this series, we're going to be putting on to different types of fruit. We're doing The next one we're doing is onto local wildflower honey. But Tatha is on tayberries and bay leaves. So it's, it's a really nice way for us to showcase the visual part of the beer. It's a slightly tart, uh, fruity, a little bit of tayberry in there. It's, it's a really nice beer, and we're going to be releasing one of these every month to month and a half. So this is limited release then? It is. I mean, we're, this one we only did about 35 cases, so mostly available in the tap room. The next run may be around 50 cases, so we'll be getting out to select liquor stores and also in-house. And we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about your, your roasting program and you got a food program. I hope one day you'll have the entertainment program back again. How? What? Tell us about that. Yeah, so on the coffee side, our coffee program has been growing exponentially month after month. Cold brew in particular, so we've been... Our, our bean is phenomenal, and our head roaster, she, she, in my opinion, she makes she roasts the best coffee in the city. And we're very much on the light side. We, we roast light in order to be able to showcase the, the origin of that bean and what the quality and different nuances of that specific bean itself. We've been leaning into the cold brew side as well. So using our own canning line, we have a sparkling cold brew that we're releasing monthly. We're, we're switching up the beans on occasion, but I've personally had about six of them already today. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great, great cold brew. So you'll see that around on shelves, and we, we have a lot more coming up on the coffee side. You know what? It's always a treat to see Darren Hollett, but what a great beer scene. Not only what House of Funk is doing, but that, that environment. I, I, and you know what? With House of Funk sort of being the originator in that area, it's a little bit, I would say it's a little bit of an anchor because, you know, as soon as you tell people, dude, just park at House of Funk, you can walk to everything from there, people understand that, right? And, and that's one of the things that I love about that whole area down there is, is it, you can walk it. 
Darren Hollett, you might be our favorite guest ever. We love you to death, man. Con- continued success, and let's hope that the next time we talk, bars are back open and or your, your hours of operation are all the way, and there's a street party going on. Thank you. I love you both very much as well, and I can't wait for that day when everything's open back up. Just here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 welcomes you to the BC Ale Trail, your definitive source for exploring supernatural British Columbia and its world of amazing craft beer. With more than 200 breweries on the landscape, let the BC Ale Trail guide you as you navigate your way through the province and sample and sip the best in local craft beer while following the guidelines for travel as per the BC Public Health Order. For more information and to start your journey, visit bcaletrail.ca. It is just here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650, also at 96.9 FM HD3. Joe Leary along with Rick Mohabir, broadcasting socially distant from the patio at Park Drive and Commercial and Second. The content manager of the BC Ale Trail is Mr. Joe Weeb, probably the tallest man in beer. Rick, I believe. Oh, uh, yeah, he's, he's got a few inches on me. What, what, what height are you rocking these days, Joe? Well, I'm I'm six foot six, but I'm not the tallest. There's a there's a brother, father and a son. Oh, you're talking the oh, oh yes, yes, yeah, trading yeah, trading post, trading of course. Post, yes, that's okay. right. I, I stand corrected. Yeah. Joe, Joe, always always a pleasure. I had the uh, I had the uh, the the fortune, the good fortune to uh, hang with you. I'm guessing probably six months ago before the initial lockdown period in Victoria. What an incredible scene over there, huh? Yeah, it was great to have you over here, uh, and you you snuck in in that nice summer window we had when uh, we were still allowed to travel and do stuff and you, I remember you were here on I think it was the pretty much the hottest day of summer last year yeah. too. it was fantastic and I remember sitting sitting with you and we were at Whistleboy Brewing in is it Victoria Square what's, what's that little area called it's called Market Square Market Market Square Market Square here and Whistleboy is awesome and what, what they've done to Market Square is they've totally reactivated it because Market Square was pretty much a dead zone for the last decade or longer you know nobody was really doing anything in there it was just kind of a quiet place the whistleboy opened up down on the bottom there and uh, they have a beautiful patio and then the drake which is a tap room on, that has a restaurant like in market square but upstairs also opened up a patio down there and so now it's like this whole big beer garden it's fantastic it, it's just amazing the, the victoria beer scene i mean that was one of the originators over there with swans and and everybody else how is it uh, how is it now joe it's going great, yeah. I mean, we, you know, I like to call it the cradle of the revolution because Spinnaker's Brew Pub was the first brew pub in Canada, which opened here, of course, in 1984. So, um, you know, it's, it's got that history, uh, which makes it a real destination for beer lovers. But then it's also got just a whole, you know, great array of breweries of all, all different kinds and different uh, approaches. Uh, including some newer ones too that have just opened in recent years. We just talked about Whistleboy, but we just had another one open over the winter called Herald Street Brewworks, um, which is on the Herald, Herald Street, appropriately enough, uh, right downtown. Um, just, just nearby Swans and nearby, uh, Canoe Brew Pub. So very close to Phillips Brewing as well. So we have this great little network of downtown breweries. You can easily walk between them and, uh, it's just, yeah, it's a real vibrant scene and, um, Really, something for everybody, something for every type of beer lover. That's what I love about it. He is Joe Weeb. We're talking the BC Ale Trail, just here for the Bureau Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM 96.9 FM HD3. Uh, Joe, I, for some reason, I keep coming back to this per capita. I don't think there's a better scene. Like, as great as East Van is, as great as all of the, like, the Port Moody area, 
I don't think per capita there's a better actually beer scene than there is in Victoria. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if the number is population wise. I don't know how that all works per capita. But you know, we've got like I just mentioned, we have this great, really tight knit uh, brewery scene right downtown, and not too far away from that is what we call Rock Bay, which is kind of an industrial area just north of downtown, and that's where that's where Driftwood and Hoyne. Uh, I was going to say R, but Driftwood just moved. That's news to share with the listeners too. So Driftwood, which has been open since 2008, uh, right next to Hoyne Brewing, moved to a new location uh, in the last couple of months over in Esquimalt, which is just west of downtown over the, the Johnson Street Bridge. And they've got, um, they're, they're not quite open yet, but they're going to have like a whole tap room and a patio, which is a brand new thing for Driftwood. They never had anything like that, right? They were just a big production brewery. So I'm super excited about that. They're actually located right next to the, uh, a really cool bike route too, called the ENN Rail Line. Um, and so it'll be really easy to stop in there on a bike ride, which is something I love to do. Joe, we have one final question. What uh, What are you crushing these days? What What are you really digging from anywhere? Not necessarily Victoria, just anywhere. Oh man, there's so many. Good okay, I, I know it's a it's a loaded question, but narrow it down to one or two. Sure, I'll, I'll give you a good one. Vancouver Island Brewing here in town just launched what they call the Pod Pack, and I just picked one up yesterday at the brewery and did a blog about it for the BCL Trail, so people can check it out. And that's a fundraiser for southern resident killer whales for orcas. Oh, nice. And basically, the, the box itself looks like an orca. They've designed it black and white with a fin on top, and it looks it looks like it's really cool. But there's four different beers in there, um, and they're all collaboration beers between Vancouver Island and then another brewery from from Vancouver Island or from Maine Island in one case. So there's like a beer with Maine Island Brewing and one with Euclid Brewing, one with um, uh, Whistleboy, actually, and then another one with uh, Ace Brewing from Courtney. And it's four different beers. Uh, I've tasted a couple so far. I had the Hellas Bach, which is a really nice version of a Bach beer. And then the other one I tasted was the, um, uh, what do they call it? A Rosé, Rosé Pale Ale. That's the collab with Whistleboy. And it's got... Uh, it's got a beautiful pinkish color, and oh, it's a very delicious beer as well. So I'll recommend that for sure. And I think it's going to be distributed to the Lower Mainland too, so people should be able to pick it up, um, you know, wherever they are. So next to Lance Verhoff, he is the second tallest man in beer. I'll tell you what, next time we have on the show, uh, Joe, we're going to make sure that Trading Post is also there so you can be the tallest people in, in beer. Is that fair? Yeah, for sure. It was so funny when I met them because, you know, I don't look up to many people. <laughs> That's right, yeah. They, they walked up to me, and I remember looking up at them and thinking, who are these guys? <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you're talking to Lance and his father. Joe, we've always a pleasure. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Great to talk to you. Cheers. Join us again next time as we visit stops along the BC Ale Trail on Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 and 96.9 HD3. For more information on BC's craft beer scene and to start your personal journey, visit bcaletrail.ca. And please remember to always enjoy responsibly. Just here for the Beer Radio, supported by Angry Otter Liquor, the flagship store on 248th Street and the Fraser Highway. Your premier liquor experience in the Valley. Liquor on 248th with over 10,000 square feet of shopping space. Try the new Angry Otter IPA and Angry Otter Lager, exclusive to the Angry Otter Liquor Stores, brewed by House of Funk Brewing, Van Magazine's 2020 Brewery of the Year. Bold flavors guaranteed to satisfy. Enjoy the Angry Otter Lager, only 11.49 for a four-pack of tall cans, or the Angry Otter IPA for 13 
$13.99 for a four-pack of tall cans. Crisp, clean, and killer. It's everything you look for in a craft IPA or lager. See the full list of locations at angryotterliquor.crs. Angry Otter Liquor, your home here. This is just here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 HD3, a Vancouver broadcast tradition since 2010. Check out the audio podcast at justhereforthebeer.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTB. Here again are your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Moabeer. Just here for the beer radio, Sportsnet 650 AM, 96.9 FM, HD3. You can also stream the show through Spotify. Look for Just Here for the Beer. Joe Leary along with Mr. Mike Rudder, the Pacific Western Brewing guy, the boo boy, the caribou guy. How are you, sir? Good, sir. Good, sir. Good to see you. Good to see you. As, you know, I look forward to this because it's my, it's my monthly trek to, to Burnaby. And uh, we've gone through some crazy times up through, as has everybody. But um, like today, the sun is shining. Uh, you know, we're getting more and more people vaccinated, yeah. and it's looking and looking more and more likely that normal is coming down the road. Things are looking up. Things yeah. are looking up. Yeah, for sure. So, how's it been? How's it, have you been uh, getting beer out to the uh, the hungry folk out there? Yeah, I mean, with uh, spring in full swing and summer on the way, we've definitely seen a bit of an uptick in. Uh, what people are drinking, and we've got a whole bunch of new releases coming down the pipe. You're probably going to have probably you know a, a limited amount of things going on this year because generally you're very outdoorsy, you're very festival oriented, you're very merchandise oriented, um, and I think that's probably still a few months away from any sort of beer fest or whatever. So what what have you got in the, in the calendar for the next few months? Yeah, I mean, like you said, events are uh, still on hold while we kind of wait to see how things pan out. But uh, we're definitely keeping on with our merchandise, uh, as you mentioned. And currently hitting stores where you got some brand new caribou fishing gear. Caribou fishing? Well, you see, I'm not a fisher, but I'll tell you what. I'm a belt guy. You got any belts coming down there? Belts? We got belts coming. <laughs> you got we'll belts, belts okay. coming, for you sure. You can always, always count on caribou for good merchandise. And also great drinks and a broader selection of things on the agenda. Now, normally it is a beer show. We talk about beer. What's what's new in the world of caribou brewing, first of all? What what do you got um, on the shelves in the stores these days? Uh, shelves in the stores beer-wise. I mean, we've got the caribou 20-pack on sale at BC liquor stores and private retailers. And... Uh, uh, similar to that, we have the uh, Pacific Pilsner 2-4 on sale. Yeah, and you've added, added a couple new in the Pacific Cool line, which is your vodka soda collection. Um, how many flavors are yet now? Really excited. We've got uh, seven flavors now and a mixer pack. Okay, so I've got two new flavors. Tell us about them. Yeah, you're holding the uh, sour cherry and the white peach. They are the two newest flavors to what we're doing here with Pacific Cool. Uh, so far, we've had some pretty crazy feedback. Uh, if you like Bellinis, for example, yeah, the white peach might be yeah. for you. And if you like your cherry, then I would get in on the sour cherry. Well, the other thing, Mike, I think that's important. I mean, you know how flooded and saturated the market is in vodka sodas and cans. And it's only going to get more and more oh, saturated. Yeah. But what you really need to do is you need to kind of look at the competition and say, okay, there's an opening between this company and that company. Because no one – like I've never seen a peach uh, – a, a frosty or a – this um, – uh, this one here. Yeah, I've no, never the, seen it. The white peach is white it's peach, new. Yeah. We wanted to do something different. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, you kind of look at the landscape, you see what people are and aren't doing, and uh, that's where something like white peach comes in. And sour cherry. And there sour again, cherry. I don't yep. think there's a whole lot of those in the market. Okay, so aside from that, you also have a soft drink line, which you've kind of brought back. I remember some years back when we uh, spoke 
uh, you had a root beer and you had a ginger ale. Yeah. And I understand that you've kind of rebranded and you're coming back with these things. Yeah. So uh, it's been a few years with those. We decided they needed a fresh look. And now you will find fresh look new cans uh, on the root beer and the ginger ale at places like London Drugs, Save on Foods and beyond. Check your uh, local pop cooler at your local liquor store as well. Absolutely. And I have a feeling that there might be another flavor or two down the road. One never knows. Yep. So good to see you, Mr. Rudder. We will uh, talk to you again next month, and uh, keep on keeping on. You too, sir. Cheers. You are listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your hosts Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. It is just here for the Beer Radio. We're broadcasting from the patio, socially distanced at Commercial and Second in East Vancouver. Joe Leary along with Rick Mohabir from Just Here for the Beer Limited at JHFTB on social media and justhereforthebeer.com where you can listen to previous episodes that you can actually stream us as well. That's right. You can go to Spotify or you can go to iTunes and uh, at Google Podcasts. Anywhere that you go for your uh, podcast, you can uh, definitely go and look and find us. Last time we saw this youngin, uh, he was a different brewer at a different place. Now he's Smuggler's Trail. He's Tom Batty, the head brewer of Smuggler's Trail in Langley. And, and Tom, you know, the last time, actually, I think we talked on the show, you had done a collab beer for us. You remember that? Oh, I remember the collab beer. Yeah, I think it was like BC grown Sasquatch. And yes. we did, we did like a hell of a lager is what we did. Yeah, we did. And now you're at uh, Smuggler's Trail, which is a relatively new entry on, on the beer scene. How, how long has Smuggler's Trail been around? Smuggler's Trail has actually been around for uh, more than two years, but they were contract brewing. And they kind of got a bit of a bad rap because they were contract brewing. They were one of those guys. But the goal was always to get a brick and mortar. So the brick and mortar just opened up in Langley off 200th and the highway in October. So we're, what's that, six months? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. And we were there, the last time we were there, uh, Rick, I believe it was snowy. And, uh, you know, and, and I think one of the, uh, you know, the outside dining or was only available because the inside was, like, you know, restricted again. Um, and, uh, you know, you had some challenges. But how's, how's it been in the last couple of months? Oh, uh, so much has smoothed out. It's 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 been a lot better, I would say, than October. But like with the with the new restrictions, like we've just rolled with the punches. We've got a great bunch of staff, and everyone's just trying their best to just be like, okay, maybe I don't work this day. Everyone's staying flexible. So with, especially when the sun comes out, like with that us being a hundred percent patio, I'm sure the other guys would agree. Like. It's, it's all dependent on weather, and lately the weather's been great, so we have really busy days. Um, it's, been, it's been a lot better. A lot better really. Tom, as, as a brewer, do you, you know, what's your preference, to be on something on the ground level as it builds, or to be lured over to an established brewery? Uh, lured, as so, uh, but uh, no, so um, I would say that, like, being on the ground floor for this project is exactly why I took that position and to be part of this project from the ground floor up and helping part of that build and being able for the first time to say, hey, I want this here, I want this done this way. Uh, it's exhilarating and it's extremely rewarding. So I would 
I would much, much rather be part of the build and go through that stress and do those 80 hour work weeks because at the end of the day, like that's your baby, you're emotionally invested. I think that's what most brewers would say. I think that's one of those things where I think it also depends on where you are in your career, right? Like if you've been at it for a while, you might not want to go through those growing pains. But if you want to see something and be part of something that grows from the ground, right? From seed to, to you know, to great oak tree, whatever you want to call it. I think that that's, that's where you are at, right? Yeah. And this brewery has so much potential. We're, we're so, so, so excited about the project. And just the fact that we're so new, we've had awesome, awesome business. Being out in Langley as a brewer who's from East Vancouver and is like grew up in the Okanagan, just being embraced by that community. And we, we had everyone out in October. We had everyone from the community, we had camp, we had farm country, like we had all these guys. Um, so we're really just like we're focusing on just really being hyper local and raising that Langley craft brewer scene up as high as it can go. He is Tom Batty, the head brewer of uh, Smuggler's Trail, which is now in North Langley. Okay, but what I think is interesting is that you know, the, the, like first of all, you when you think of Langley, you think of a beer scene, but there's now like a North Langley beer scene and and I guess a South Langley beer scene. Are you surprised or or is it just expected that every area that has a certain amount of population is going to have more and more brewers? Uh, not at all. Um, you, you see the statistics from the United States uh, that now I think 85% of the entire population is within a five-mile radius of a craft brewery. Wow. And when you think about that, Canada's we're behind. Like we can We can get there. So... I would love that Smugglers is the North Langley Brewery. And south of the road, you've got five or six other amazing breweries. So it's just, there's, there's space for it. Now, you're in a relatively quiet area. You know, it's, it's an industrial park. Have you noticed, I mean, have, have things been blossoming? I, again, we're in very crazy times right now where you can't really have like a, a full-on parking lot party and stuff like that. But how's, how's the growth been? It's, it's just skyrocketed. Um, we're, we're super, super busy late in the week, midweek, uh, on the weekends, especially when the weather is nice. And what I really, really love is that we're kind of surrounded by industrial and, and residential. So what we get is like a lot of guys that work nearby for lunch. But the majority, I think, is people that have simply walked over. And... <laughs> I like I love that. I love the idea of being like the local neighborhood spot. I want you to come in. I want you to feel comfortable. I want you to be able to stumble home if need be. Like I love that. Like like hyper local is is where it's at. You've got to dominate the space within it. And I think the numbers show the beer is good, it's flowing, everyone's coming to smugglers. And that's one of the things that we've loved about the craft beer industry from the very beginning, Joe, is is you support your local, right? And if it's around the corner from your house, that much the better right yeah yeah no doubt now you 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 mentioned uh lunch okay there's a really good food component to smuggler's trail as well oh yeah like we we have the best menu that i've ever been a part of a brewery if that kind of makes sense like the restaurant that we have is extensive it's a great menu it's not too big but there's kind of something for everybody i mean like i have a poke bowl every day for lunch like, what brewery has a exact poke bowl uh so just like the the amount of choices that we have the dedicated kitchen staff we're trying to we're trying to bring everything so that 
We're trying to bring everything together so that people can come for beers and food at the same time. Okay, and speaking of beers, you did bring some beer. So uh, what are we enjoying from Smuggler's Trail, Tom Batty? So we are enjoying a Honor House, a poppy seed IPA called Orion 1-1. Uh, there's a really interesting story behind that. Please, please tell. <laughs> that, was a, that was a setup, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. This is an interesting story. Um, so the owners, the owners uh, play rugby. I play rugby. It's a bit of a community. That's kind of why we got together. I really enjoyed ownership and the management. Those founders are two amazing guys. And what they did is they played rugby with this dude who went over to Afghanistan uh, serving. And he, uh, he got gravely injured. He came back, uh, and part of his rehabilitation, um, I should say this differently, um, what is on house? Um, so yeah, the Poppy Seed IPA is a charity beer, uh, $1 from a four pack, and I think a dollar from each pint goes towards Honor House, and what they do is they, they help families come down to the... They help families come to the lower mainland to, to get treatment, and they help pay for accommodations while they're here. So service members who have been injured, right, and they're receiving um, treatment in the lower mainland and their family comes to visit or to stay with them to be supportive, Honor House is where they would stay. So if somebody wants to go to Smuggler's Trail in North Langley, I understand it's now called North Langley, uh, what, what beer do you recommend and what, what are you digging on the menu that people must have? Oh, man. So on the menu, we always have a sour. Right now, it's the Scrumper's Dark Raspberry and Double Cherry Sour. Okay. Um, a new beer that's just coming out next week um, will be the Beach Umbrella, which is a dry-hopped, passion-fruited pineapple glycale. Um, and just try something on cask. Do something. Break out of your little sphere. Have something on cask. It's going to be good, I promise. And, and if I want a snack on something, what are you recommending from the food menu? Ooh. Yeah, ooh, I know. That, that, that's obviously a ton of choices. What was the last thing you ate at Smuggler's Trail? Uh, tacos. Tacos. The, tacos. the tacos are bomb. You can't go wrong with tacos. <laughs> and one of the things I love is Tom's not exactly a small fella, right? Just like me. So when he tells you that something's good on the menu, that's probably where I would lean towards. Okay, and if somebody has not yet been to Smuggler's Trail, uh, where do we find Smuggler's Trail in the 604? Where do we find it? Ooh, uh, the BCL has a couple brands. Uh, we have a couple core brands of BCL. Um, lots of private liquor stores. But if you're really curious, what you can do is you can go on our website. And we actually have a map. You can go on the website and you have a map. And it's all the liquor stores near you that have our beer. Tom Betty, pleasure to see you again. Cheers, man. Thank you guys so much. I'm just here for the just Here for the Beer Radio is sponsored by Side Street Tattoo and artist Devin Stacey. If you can imagine it, Devin can create it. It's called body art for a reason. Whether it's something simple or a full sleeve or beyond, it can be done. And in this current environment we live in, it's done in a safe and sterile manner. If you've been thinking about getting your first ink or perhaps adding to an existing or recurring theme already underway, talk to my friend Devin Stacey at Side Street Tattoo, 26 East Cordova in Gastown or online sidestreettattoo.com. This is Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 HD3, a Vancouver broadcast tradition since 2010. Check out the audio podcast at justhereforthebeer.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTB. Here again are your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Moabeer.
Just here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM, also 96.9 FM HD3, and available for streaming through Spotify and all your digital downloading sources. Joe Leary along with Rick Mohabir, broadcasting socially distant from the patio at Park Drive, commercial and second in East Vancouver. And a friend of the show, it's been a while since we've seen Lloyd Kinney from Britannia Brewing. Mr. Kinney, Mr. Kinney, welcome back. Nice to see you both. It's been a while, actually. It's been a while. It's been a crazy while. And in that time, first of all, how has how has Britannia fared in terms of what's all gone on in our world? Yeah, no, we've taken the time to kind of reevaluate, and we've made a lot of changes as well. So we're adapting to the market conditions, though obviously with everything that's going on with COVID, and uh, focusing on uh, our strategy and, and implementing some new tasting rooms that are coming out soon, and uh, that's actually one of the most exciting things that's going on. Hopefully just in time for vaccines to kick in and people to get back into uh, the groove of things. Well, I would say that probably one of the most interesting things is that they have since relocated. So Steveston Brewing, though, or Britannia Brewing, sorry, while still in Steveston, uh, you're actually moving um, to the interior. That's right, yeah. So... The idea of the move to the interior was to uh, scale up our, our product. Um, and in order to do that, we needed a larger facility. And the cost of building in the uh, you know local lower mainland is just too expensive these days. I mean, it's expensive no matter where you go. And Cologne is not cheap by no means. But we were able to uh, snag some land. And uh, we're building a brand new facility that will be uh, our own. And it's uh, on an acreage. So it will be quite a nice building. We'll have an outdoor play, picnic tables, lawn bowling. It's going to be a lot of fun, actually. Now, this is your home territory. I mean, you're, you're a Stevenson boy. Oh, yeah. But I grew up down there. I mean, we're down in, in the village qu- quite a bit. And, and one of the places that we definitely love to, to put our feet up on a patio somewhere is definitely a Britannia down there. So it's nice to hear that you guys are expanding, that the brew house has actually moved, um, not, not the tasting room and the restaurant down in, in the village. But you guys are opening a spot in Ladner now. Yeah, that's right. So if you look at the, um, I guess, the nautical ties between Ladner and Steveston, there's a lot of history there, right? I mean, it's they're both fishermen village kind of atmospheres. Um, Ladner is not quite as touristy, perhaps, as Steveston, but the locals there are just fantastic, very similar and like-minded. And you know what? Honestly, we've had nothing but door knocking going on the entire time that we're doing construction. People are just amped and hyped. They're They're looking forward to... You know, coming in and, and, and actually enjoying the new restaurant that we'll be opening in the next couple of weeks here. He is Lloyd Kinney from Britannia Brewing, just here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM, also 96.9 FM HD3, broadcasting from the patio at Park Drive on Commercial and Second. Um, for those that aren't familiar, g- give us a little origin. When, when did Britannia start up? Yeah, we're now on our fifth year, uh, and since then we've been operating out of our Steveston Tap House for the entire time. Again, the brew house was originally down by Ironwood Plaza, but having grown and uh, adding the extra tasting rooms, uh, we, we knew it would be time to, to move into a larger facility, hence the, the reason for the Kelowna facility. Now, is Steveston, to my eye, is it a seasonal area or is it like a year-round? How, how have you fared during like the quarantine period and things like that? Yeah, you know what? I mean, when we first started in Steveston, I'll be honest, the winters were slow you know, when the tourism season would end. But since then, I feel that there's been a lot of support from locals. And with our patio, having added some tents this winter, we've really been just as busy, if not busier. There's still a lineup out the door to get into the, 
you know, into the restaurant. And we still had really great support from the local crowd. So, you know, we're following all the COVID protocols, of course. But I think everyone's being a little more patient in these times. So I think we're essentially trying to serve just as many people, but what maybe a few staff members. And so doing what we can to be resilient during these, these difficult times. Now, Rick, I don't want to put Lloyd on the spot, so I'm going to ask you, as a Steveston boy, does Steveston get it? Because we, what, the one thing we've learned from this show is that it seems to be based on municipality by, you know, compared to other municipalities. Some get it, some don't. Some are more supportive, some aren't. How, how would you say Steveston as a municipality is in terms of like the brewing? Well, you know, I mean, not to knock my own city, but there was a, a bit of a, a not-in-my-backyard, that NIMBY mentality, right? Thinking that it was going to cause issues, it was going to cause problems, there'd be, you know, big trucks rolling through and this and that and the other. And it, and it's been quite the opposite, actually. Um, now that COVID's hit and, and we've we've lost indoor dining, everybody that I know is doing their best to support local and, and all of our Facebook groups that I'm part of, we're all talking about it, who's got great service, where the great patios are. And I mean, even though Steveston is primarily a tourist um, mecca, if you want to call it that, you know, us locals, we, we love supporting our locals. Is, is council and tourism on board? I would say to some degree, but there's it, it definitely could be better. It definitely could be better. There's there's events that have been tried to have been put on that kind of got poo-pooed and had some roadblocks put put up in our in our way. But uh, for the most part, our, our Steve tonight and our Richmondite folks, you know, we're 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 a pretty responsible group of people. And, of course, your Steveson support men's group is uh, involved as well. Well, yeah, and you know what? And, and Lloyd can talk about this, too. Like, the SMSG boys, we, we support local. We do the stumble twice a year. It's, it's basically a bar hop throughout the Steveson area, and we raise money for charity. So, Lloyd, you can, you can speak on that, too. Yeah, absolutely. They've been always awesome. Like, uh, we kind of really miss them coming through with the bagpipes and, the you know, the lineup of of uh, heavy beer drinkers. But you know what? Honestly, um, I think that you're going to see that all come back very soon here. I think that it's, there's, again, so much talk through social media avenues that uh, everyone's just dying to get back out into the full swing of things. We see it firsthand. You know, um, I think that being ca- careful and cautious is has not changed much. I mean, from our side, we've, we've seen just as, you know, our patio being just as busy as it's ever been. So, yeah. He is Lloyd Kinney from Britannia Brewing, just here for the Beer Radio, broadcasting from Park Drive on the patio, socially distant at Commercial and Second on 96.9 FM HD3 and Sportsnet 650 AM. So, Lloyd, let's talk beer. What is Britannia Brewing, and what have you brought with us today? Yeah, I brought our newest release, which is our uh, Boardwalk ISA. So basically a Session L. It's uh, very tropical in flavor. Um, you know, it's more of a farmhouse style, so different yeast character. If you look at the clarity of it, it's, you know, fairly hazy, which is what we we're going for. You know, we talked about this, I think, the last time we were on segment is the hazy pale ales. But, uh, yeah, no, we just felt we needed something that was going to be, um, and again, the term sessionable. This is only a 4.2% alcohol, so come in summer, it's going to be one of those beers that everyone's going to want to have on their lap. You know what? We've never actually had somebody define the term a sessionable drink. Okay, so what, when, what, what, what is your definition of a sessionable beer? I think it's something that you can sit on the patio and session on, yeah, <laughs> or multiple sessions, right? So I think, yeah, it's the um, importance of it. I, I mean, I wouldn't want to session on an IPA all afternoon, but, you know, a couple of these is not going to hurt you. 
So uh, what's, what else is in the portfolio that we need to know about? Yeah, um, our watermelon sour, we're, we're about to bring that out. It's, it's a, I'm very excited about that. That's one of their it's summertime go-to. Yeah, and, and we just recently added a canning line as well to our um, production facility, so that is going to really help out with getting the can, cans out to the market. I think every year we struggled with our tasting rooms because we would always support our draft program first, so you could come in belly up to the bar, have a draft of the watermelon sour and, and, and session on that on a hot day. But um, And there's always been more demand than we can supply for the watermelon cans. So this year we'll be ready and we'll get that uh, sea maiden out there. So as we sit here uh, a year and, and a few days into this pandemic, uh, how important is it to have a package line? Because honestly, if you're strictly serving draft, you, you took a serious hit. Yeah, and you know what? it's been a challenge to be honest we started out with a heavy kind of you know portfolio of packaged goods so we played a lot of retail at the beginning as we started our business realized real quick that you know for our size it was more of a draft play and coordinating logistics on our own so as soon as we shifted we started seeing a better bottom line but then when COVID hit we had to again pivot and go back to package and put the draft program on hold for the next little while. And so it's going to be nice when things do change, so then we'll have a healthy blend of both draft and packaged goods. So, yeah. We're always always so happy to see our friends survive because it's been a crazy time. And, and again, as we've also learned, governments can make things happen quickly if they want to. And we're hoping that every concession they've given you will continue. Are you hopeful and optimistic that that will be the trend? You know, a lot of great things came out of this from a relaxed perspective, and I do hope that a lot of those programs will stay in place after the fact. Because, yeah, I mean, craft beer, and if you talk to other folks, is not an easy industry to be in. And I think that by having some of these modified programs that were put out by the Liquor Board, um, it really helped our industry. And to keep those in after the fact is something I, I certainly think they should consider. Okay, so Britannia Brewing, uh, the tasting room, uh, or the restaurant, I should say, is right on the, the Stevenson Village, um, open under regular circumstances, a bit of patio action, everything good? Everything's good, yeah. We've got all the you know, COVID rules in place, and we're keeping our social distance uh, from one another, um, but it's been going good. I mean, honestly, it's, it's, it's something that we were surprised by. We did shut down last year for about a week or two just to figure things out, but... We were back up and running after we implemented the COVID protocols, and things have been really good. So, what's, uh, what's the what do you recommend on the menu right now? Oh, geez, I mean everybody loves the burger, and then our, our fresh fish is coming out, right? So we're gonna have our summer menu coming very. Stevenson, you got to have fresh fish. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. No, a lot of people like, I know our KFC, which is our basically uh, our cauliflower that you know it's it's fantastic as well, and we've got. A, you know, butter chicken and a few other favorites that everybody loves. Butter chicken. You had me at butter chicken. Lloyd Kinney from Britannia Brewing. Thanks for joining us, my friend. Cheers. Nice to see you both. Take care, boys.
That is a wrap for Just Here for the Beer Radio, broadcasting socially distant from the patio at Park Drive Commercial and Second on Sportsnet 650 AM, also 96.9 FM HD3, and streaming live through various sources. Through Spotify, um, iTunes, Google Podcasts, go look for us. Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir, along with Peter Connor. Uh, Peter, uh, the proprietor of uh, Park Drive. You know what? How, how have you fared in the last little while? Because it's been, these are crazy times. Hey, crazy times doesn't even describe what we were going through, but we are in a, in a, a realm where we're very fortunate in that we have patios, and I don't really, really want to talk about our patio or the fact that we have a patio. I'm very lucky and fortunate and blessed to be at, to have two patios. It's the people that are out there that don't have a patio, and that is the major concern of mine, and I'm not a very concerned kind of person as a regular rule. But I am very concerned about these faces that don't have a patio. And uh, my friend has a bar called Hail Mary's on Broadway and Fraser. And she doesn't have a patio and she has no ability to get a patio in her location. And she is struggling, man, you know. And it's it's a great bar with a great personality in it. Everything fits for that bar. It's just she can't have anybody in there at the moment. Well, hopefully the next the next time we talk to you, uh, it, it'll be like June. And hopefully things will be rolled back a little bit. But again, at the same time, like, you know, you've, you've found a way to survive. And, and it's not an easy time for the hospitality industry at all. No, it's definitely not. But I think everybody gets that. And I think that we're all on a plan to, to be able to say, if this works, then it works. And I'm happy enough with it, being, with it working. And it does seem the numbers are going down. I don't know that that's regarding the vaccine rollout. But we have found uh, an area that people actually do want to come out and they want to drink and they actually want to sit in the rain, God love them, whenever they've got umbrellas and heaters and uh, it's only the uh, server that gets wet. I think that's one of the things that we've missed during this whole lockdown and pandemic thing is is the social interactions with things, right? We're human beings, we're social, and we need that connection with people. And, and, and I think, as Peter said, like, we need, we really, really need that. Everybody who has been blessed with a patio, good on you. City of Vancouver, province of British Columbia, this shows you that people can do this, survive, and, and the sky is not falling. Let's keep this going. Now, you do happy hour every day at 3 o'clock? Uh, on weekdays, 3 o'clock, and uh, on the weekend at uh, uh, 6 to close on Sundays. Uh, we do as much as we can with regards of giving back to the people who support us all the time, which, even though we're in trouble, it's, uh, it is gratifying to see that people do come out there. You do support us. And we are very, very happy that you do. We could not do it without you. And of course, also the home of Anthem Pizza and uh, the meat lovers. Like kudos, man! That's a great pizza. Thank you so much. Anthem Pizza came out of uh, a few bars that we had. That we came together and we said, "Well, let's make this pizza that people love whenever they're eating in our bars. Let's put that out to uh, to other people and uh, see if uh, see if it gets any ground hold." And maybe one day down the road, uh, you'll be back to doing like things like I don't know, like trivia and stuff like that. Well, uh, if anybody doesn't know out there, uh, Joe is our grand trivia master at Park Drive uh, on Commercial Drive, 1815 Commercial Drive. And uh, Joe's our grandmaster. Uh, uh, he, he hosts the quiz here. The first day that we get to come back, I think maybe end of May, Joe and I, I'm his lackey. I just do anything he tells me to do. 
and he runs the quiz, and it's an amazing, it's an amazing night. It's very, we're, we're a great tandem. Peter, love you to death, man. Love Cheers. you too, man. Thank okay. you so much. Appreciate you. Rick, that is a wrap for Just Here for the Real Radio. Our thanks to our sponsors, Chris Lay from Callister Brewing. Callister Brewing. We had Lloyd Kenny from Britannia Brewing. The lovable Darren Hollett from House of Funk Brewing. And we had Tom from Smuggler's Trail. From Smuggler's Trail. And also uh, our friend Mike Rudder from Caribou Brewing. That is a wrap, my friend. We'll see you again next month. Cheers. Cheers. Just Here for the Beer Radio is heard exclusively on Sportsnet 650 and is podcast through justhereforthebeer.com. For more information, check out justhereforthebeer.com and on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTB.